Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 207 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, we have missed you so much for the last few weeks. Uh, I've had some great guest hosts, but it is great to have you back. And I am so excited for you to tell us all a little bit about where you have been. Oh, um, I don't even know where I am right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> My body is very confused. Uh, I'm actually at Disneyland right now uh, doing opening, yes, opening of Oogie Boogie. And there's some Halloween events. And I'm going to a preview of Tiana's Palace. Oh. Uh, but uh, before that, I was at Halloween Horror Nights opening weekend in Orlando. And then I know we'll be talking about that. So the big thing was I was in South Africa for two weeks on my first Ugh. adventure by Disney. So you got to have a real safari, not the Kilimanjaro safari at uh, Animal Kingdom, but the real thing. It's just a little bit different. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> just a little tiny bit. Uh, it was my first, you know, the animals were really cool, but it wasn't even that. That was kind mm -hmm. of the lasting impression. It was just to be immersed in a culture that's so different from our own mm. was overwhelming. I mean, it was incredible. It was I, like, I know now when people say bucket list trip, like it just mm -hmm. to me was like a buzzword before, but that really was the people were, ama were amazing. Uh, and I couldn't imagine doing it with someone other than Disney. Cause I also felt very safe, mm. which I think is a big thing when you go to a place that's so different, you know, I, I feel comfortable, you know, booking a trip to Europe and going around, but on my own and mm -hmm. I don't even think twice about that but to go to a place like South Africa where there's so many nuances you know load shedding if you haven't heard of it is real the power is shut off for five hours every day mm -hmm. and you know Disney keeps you posted how that affects your stay the hotel you know water heaters are shut off so it's going to a totally different world but you feel really comfortable because someone is helping you along the way mm -hmm. that our guides were just phenomenal i i miss them everyone on the trip was like we miss them already mm. it was incredible uh yeah like a life-changing trip i'm i'm so jealous i can't wait to uh to read uh more uh i'm sure you're going to be writing plenty of articles about that a lot, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not it just sounds like an amazing i have not gotten to do anything nearly that exciting since you have been gone uh, sure I did, though, get invited uh, on behalf of Attractions Magazine to go cover the Great Irish Hooli, um, which is an event that's been going on for many years. Um, and I just love it over at Raglan Road. Uh, it happens over Labor Day weekend. Uh, we've got some pictures on our socials and uh, an article up about it. Um, if you've never attended, uh, make plans to do it some year. Great music, uh, great food, and uh, we got to sample some new menu items uh, that are hopefully going to be sp sticking around uh, past the event. So definitely check that out. Um, so there was some sad news this weekend. Uh, I want to just, we don't have a whole new story about it, but I just want to, um, uh, you know, pay a little attention. Uh, we lost uh, Jimmy Buffett this past week. 
Um, and even if you weren't and maybe necessarily a fan of his music, uh, you could not get away from his contributions to theme parks and tourism, uh, whether it's Margaritaville at CityWalk at, at Universal or his Margaritaville Resort in Kissimmee or Margaritaville in Las Vegas or pretty much Cruise. anywhere in the planet. Yeah. Cruise, <laughs> cruise ships. He really, um, you know, uh, kind of brought that that Florida ethos um, to just such a wide range of different uh, travel and hospitality uh, things that will long outlast him. Um, so uh, our thoughts with his uh, family and friends, of course. Definitely. I, I will not going to lie. I went immediately to Margaritaville at City Walk <laughs> Orlando for lunch because it just felt right. Right. But yeah, that was, you know, so young and I'm sure he will leave a lasting impression, especially in tourism. Yep. yep. Uh, he was his name uh, will certainly be at uh, City Walk for a long time to come. Um, and uh, I am glad I did uh, get to see him in concert once there at City Walk. He performed, uh, um, you know, back in the day he, he did would drop in every so often when uh, Margaret will first opened and I got to see him uh, do a concert there once. Very cool. Uh, and another little bit of news that we are not going to be diving too deeply into today because it just dropped, but please head on over to attractionsmagazine.com uh, for information uh, that dropped today about the Disney Treasure cruise ship. Uh, this is the cruise ship that was not originally built to be a Disney ship, but was purchased by Disney when it was under construction and... Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, the, this is the treasure. Uh, this is a sister ship to the Wish. Um, sorry, yep. uh, mixed so many Disney cruise ships. To There's so up. many coming up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this one is the one that's the sister ship to the Wish, but uh, it has some unique environments and shows. It's going to have um, a cocoa dinner show. It's going to have a twenty thousand leagues under the sea bar and jungle cruise bar. Uh, this one's got some interesting elements that we've got a whole article just went up today detailing, uh, the Zootopia ice cream shop looks like a lot of fun too. Uh, so check that out uh, as well as, uh, more Zootopia information, uh, coming to Shanghai. They release some more details about that land. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is a big week. They're doing kind of the ramp up to D23. So yep. just I mean, honestly, just keep refreshing the website because there's going to be stuff dropping. It seems like yep. every day they're doing little tidbits leading up to the weekend. And the, uh, keep in mind, Destination D23, if you are a D23 member or uh, I think even just a, maybe a Disney Plus subscriber, you'll be able to uh watch live streams of a lot of this uh if you didn't are not going and attending in person uh, you'll still be able to uh keep up uh go to d23.com for information about that all right so uh that is going to uh wrap up our little bit of intro here so without any further ado let's get into the news in the queue All right, for our first bit of news in the queue, an expansion of the Haunted Mansion is coming to Disneyland. It's going to include a new queue and uh, a new Madame Leota themed exit gift shop. Uh, it 
kind of looks like they're taking some elements that we've seen added over the years to the Walt Disney World version of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, and a little bit of that is going into Disneyland. And I'll say, if, if nothing else, an expanded queue is very needed, especially at this time of year, because with Haunted Mansion Holiday, that standby queue just spills out all the way to the train station. Yeah, so I did it yesterday, even with lightning. Uh. Yeah, uh, it is such because there is no queue space. It's such a waste of resources to try to organize it. There was mm -hmm. like five Haunted Mansion cast members that had to create kind of like a make their own snake of the, you know, of our queue going around because there's really just no room yeah. for people and then splitting the lines. So this is like much needed, if anything, to make their lives easier because it was so difficult with trying to deal with line cutters and then people that just didn't know where to go. And then people that were like, why is mm -hmm. lightning lean this far back? <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's so much labor just to organize that mass of people. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, right now, Fantasmic isn't running. But when you have like Fantasmic going on, you've got a busy day at Pirates. And then think about once the Tiana's restaurant right there in between Ooh. them uh, is is open. It's that's just a cluster. And Cluster. so so what they're going to be doing here is sort of to the side of the building. Um, the you can rest assured they are promising that the the pet cemetery will will still be there, that the uh, horse drawn funeral hearse will still be there. But it looks like they're going to expand the side, um, sort of bump it out a bit towards the train station, maybe fill in a little about that um, that area where you would have uh, the fountain. Um, and it looks like half of that's going to be taken over with extended queue for Haunted Mansion, and maybe the rest of it uh, is going to be more seating and area around the band shell for Tiana's Palace. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely room, like you said, bumping it to the train mm -hmm. station. I mean, if you think about the size of the pet cemetery and even the carriage, those are so small. Mm -hmm. That's that's going to be fine. But yeah. there's definitely room to the back side. Yeah. And uh, it also looks like. Um, you know, we've got a new little kind of greenhouse area, which might provide a little bit of uh, shade and shelter, which is nice. And uh, the gardens are going to have some design touches inspired by the characters Master Gracie, Madame Leota, and the one-eyed cat that was uh, added into the attraction uh, not too terribly long ago. Um the one word that I meant I noticed is not included in this press release is interactive. Um, you know, I think they've seen that the interactive queue at the Walt Disney World version tends to slow things down because people bunch up because they're playing with right. stuff and then you end up with a gap. So I think this is going to have things to look at while you walk through, um, but not a lot of things to touch. Uh, we don't need it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's not really. Yeah, no. <laughs> not really needed. <laughs> It's so beautiful, every yeah. little detail of especially Disneyland's version. We don't need to interact. We could just look and appreciate things. So and then the other uh, side of this is as you're exiting, uh, there's going to be a new carriage house, um, kind of where the marquee for Splash Mountain uh, used to be on that side of the bridge. Um, and this is going to be inspired by Madame Leota. Um, it reminds me a bit of the Memento More shop that we have uh, right outside of yeah. Walt Disney World's. Don't know exactly what the inside will be like, if there's going to be any kind of special experiences or, you know, retail uh, type things. Like they had a ghostly portrait thing at the one in Walt Disney World for, for quite a while. Um, 
So we'll have to see what is going on there. But uh, it would definitely be nice to have Haunted Mansion merchandise a little closer to the Haunted Mansion because right now you have to go all the way over closer to the pirate's exit to find any right haunted mansion merchandise um and uh i also think it's interesting they are finally adding an elevator uh to the exit um, for folks who are in a, a wheelchair or otherwise have mobility issues riding up that very steep speedway at the end can be very stressful now if you want to give like your hamstrings a good stretch it's perfect because you just sort of like good, you know, yeah. lunge on oh it feels it feels great you want to stretch out your calves but if you've got like a walker or something no good so definitely uh, will be nice to see that elevator option added um so this is all going to start in early january 2024 um and it will be done sometime next year uh, hopefully um it will be I, I'm guessing that they are trying to get all this done for when uh, Tiana's new ride opens. So it's all, you know, that whole New Orleans Square area is all uh, shiny and new. Uh, Absolutely. And, and I can tell you there's nothing going on right now when you exit. It's still that little cart that sells merch. Yep. It's all the same. So I'm sure we'll see it like that through Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I'm I'm very curious. Uh, I I know that they um, only put this out because my uh, 2024 Disneyland book um, was <laughs> printed and came out uh, about a week ago. So uh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's why. Um, moving on, um, we are heading over to Halloween Horror Nights 2023 at Universal Studios. Hollywood um, that is opening up this week uh, just a couple days until Horror Nights in Hollywood starts and it is going to include two new live entertainment op uh, experiences which is one more piece of live entertainment than we have in Orlando this year uh, and they both sound really interesting one is the purge dangerous waters which is basically the water world show which is the best stunt show ever uh a nighttime version of it with the purge and then there is also blumhouse behind the screams uh which is it you know it's a combination of a uh prop exhibit and also a character encounter uh with some scary folks from megan and the black phone as well as five nights at freddy yes i can't quite wrap my head around behind the screen yet so i'm very curious i will be there opening night it i think it's going to be more like an exhibit than anything so i'm not i'm not going to give you the spoiler um i had someone uh who uh, works there pass along the internal um uh, synopsis of what happens during that and it's not what i expected um i thought it's there's kind of a, a twist so you go in expecting for one thing to happen and then you get something different but uh i think uh people who are a fan of blumhouse films are definitely going to enjoy that well uh, now you're scaring me because i'm not expecting be afraid. a jump scare be I'm very like, very afraid <laughs> oh yeah yeah e expect a jump scare that i will tell you expect a jump scare for fingers sure. crossed for the grabber <laughs> um well i actually if uh, I, if I was out there, I would have to make uh, Purge Dangerous Waters a, a priority. 
um, because I remember back when the Bill and Ted show started at Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights, it was basically the wild, 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 wild west stunt show with different characters thrown in. And I always thought it was fascinating how they just like rearranged and recycled the exact same stunts that they did during the day, slapped a different wig on and got a whole new show. So here, um, I think you're going to see a lot of very similar action sequences, uh, high falls. There's going to be a big fire burn. Uh, they will not be using the airplane, um, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of the signature stunt of Waterworld, but they do have a flamethrower that I would love to Ooh. see in action. Um, so I know uh, there's just so much to do and it's hard to fit everything in, but I hope you get a chance to see that while you're out there. Absolutely. I actually did get frequent fear. So if I, awesome. if my body is not giving out by then, I'm going to try to hit up every night of the first weekend to do everything. Oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, I will see. Uh, I am excited though. I'm just happy to have any sort of live performers a part of this. So that makes me happy. I should fly out and join you. I just got an email from Breeze. Breeze uh, is yes. shutting down operations from Orlando to California for the next six months or so they're they're taking a break until march but they have crazy cheap half price fares like i can fly for 50 bucks each way this weekend yeah i'm you tempted to, um, to come on out and hang out with you. a lot of people have had great experiences no frills yeah. cheap do it yeah i'm, I'm for i've got sea world uh in orlando this weekend and i'm also gonna hit uh halloween horror nights in universal but maybe i'll come out on sunday and fly back you know the next day why not? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, in addition to those two live experiences, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood this year also has eight haunted houses, three scare zones, and plus the signature tram, um, which I love this year's signature tram is going to feature uh, the exterminators uh, with uh, Larry Larva. Uh, he's so cute. Yes. Terror Tram <laughs> is my favorite, favorite, favorite thing of any. I have never, it is event. never, they've never had the Terror Tram uh, oh. running on the years that I've gone. Um, so I I would love that experience. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping someday that I get to see that. Yes. And I'm excited because this is going to be leading to more what I think is going to be kitschy. You know, when they mm -hmm. did the purge, it was straight up scary. So I'm excited to see them take like a full-blown kitsch approach to the yeah. terror cram so I, I cannot wait i will be going on it a million times <laughs> yeah exactly um and uh you know in addition to uh houses that we have here in orlando like the last of us stranger things four exorcist believer uh chucky and universal monsters unmasked uh, they've also got their own version of Evil Dead Rise this year. Uh, they've got a Monsters of Latin America maze and Holidays in Hell, which is an old favorite here from Orlando that they've resurrected. So Yeah, people are stoked for Holidays in Hell because that's just such a loved mm -hmm. house. So when we get those returning ones, it's so exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. All of their original ones are always excellent. And I feel, yeah. I feel this year, both coasts, it's a strong bunch of original IP. Yep. I can't wait to hear for your report all yeah. about it. Um, if you are interested in tending yourself, uh, tickets sell out quick. Uh, they're, they're going. So go ahead and visit universalstudioshollywood.com slash HHN. 
now for something completely different. We've got a couple of news stories from Six Flags. And for starters, the Six Flags chain has partnered with Google Cloud. And they are going to introduce a cutting-edge virtual assistant powered by generative AI that they hope will replace those pesky live human beings who used to help you. Um, we'll see. This, the, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I, let's face it. Uh, Six Flags is definitely not the only company that is looking at AI chatbots and assistants to help reduce their labor costs. Um, they are partnering, as I said, with Google Cloud. Um, and they are saying this will help them transform their operations and most importantly, enhance our guest experiences. Uh, so you're going to be able to have conversations with Google Cloud's Vertex AI uh, through the Six Flags mobile app and park websites later this year. And the AI chatbot will help you plan your day with personalized recommendations and answer customer questions, uh, reducing the need to talk to an actual human being. Ooh, um, I always skeptic when we hear this. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Operations are, you know, kind of some of the largest takeaway of negatives we hear from folks when they visit Six Flags Park. So I don't know how this will work. Um, I, you know, I would say that if they are, you know, if they don't have enough good human beings, if the choice is between an AI helping me and nothing helping me at all, I guess I'll take the AI. Um, I, of course, would always rather have a knowledgeable and friendly, well-trained human person. Um, but, uh, you know, there are probably some tasks that don't need to be performed by a human. Uh, but as long as, you know, it's like with the thing with the phone tree, you know, when you call in and, and they want you to, you know, speak what you want, press a number, as long as I can keep hitting zero and finally get a human being, mm -hmm. fine. But if there's no way to get through to a human being, uh, that's when I get a little frustrated. Um, yeah. And I got to tell you, um, in terms of making personalized recommendations, you know, we saw when Disney rolled out Genie that uh, Genie was supposed to have free services that were going to help you plan your day and optimize your touring and uh, none of that works well at all. So uh, we'll see right. if the Six Flags service uh, works any better. Uh, yeah, I, I could totally see it suggesting a roller coaster and then that roller coaster is not even in operation. Exactly. <laughs> I, well, and honestly, if this is generative AI, if this has, is anywhere in the same neighborhood as like a chat GPT, it will invent things. It will happily make stuff up that does not actually <laughs> exist uh, because it just doesn't know. It It is not artificial and what we are calling this generative AI, artificial intelligence. There is no actual intelligence there. It is just predicting what the most likely thing to say in response to a question is. It's not it's it doesn't actually know what is right or wrong it right. just knows statistically what the most likely response is um so we're still a long way from real artificial <laughs> yeah. intelligence honestly we don't have much actual intelligence in uh in, in theme park operations <laughs> expecting artificial intelligence when we don't have uh natural intelligence is maybe no. a little too much um but uh we do know that there's a lot of other things coming to Six Flags Parks in 2024. 
Uh, and we've got a quick list of them, uh, a full slate of new nationwide attractions that they've announced uh, coming next year. Um, and uh, it's uh, eight different parks are getting uh, new uh, upgrades or new attractions, starting with Six Flags Great Escape in Queensbury, New York. Uh, which is getting a Bobcat wooden roller coaster. Uh, looks like a little bit of a throwback. Um, um, top speed of under 40 miles an hour. Um, looks like a good uh, family-friendly um, starter coaster. Uh, and it's nice to see a wooden coaster being built from scratch because mostly wooden coasters these days are used for uh, hybrid conversions like Iron Guazi. You don't see a lot of them being built. Absolutely. Uh, I know a lot of people were really thrilled about that announcement again. Mm -hmm. It is exciting, especially for that region, to have something new from the ground up. Yep. Uh, Six Flags Over Texas in Arlington is revamping El Acerado, uh, which is opened in 1963 as the world's very first log flume. Well, in 2024, it will become El Rio lento it's getting a new lift hill and two drops so great to see them taking a classic and uh giving it new life instead of just tearing it down Definitely. Uh, elsewhere in texas at six flags fiesta texas uh they are doing a big expansion of their dc universe area um starting with cyborg cyborg cyber revolution uh, which is a Zamperla, I believe the model is called the Nebula Z. It's got these four yes. arms that kind of spin around each other. It looks like it's going to crash into it, itself and just explode in any second, but it always just narrowly misses. They're it's really fun to watch. There's so much fun to stand back and watch. Yes. yes. I don't go on it though, and no. I don't know why. I, it's a little, little risky. <laughs> yeah, these, these still, these first popped up at um, IAPA a few years ago. And since then, we've seen them installed, uh, like you said, at Carowinds. They've got one at Adventure Dome in Las Vegas. And it really, it's its like an optical illusion. Like, it doesn't look like it yeah. could work, but it does. <laughs> uh, they're also getting a um, rotating drop tower themed to Shazam. And the thing that I think is the most fun, they're getting a Metropolis Transit Authority uh, monorail. Uh, it sounds very much like the TTA and Magic Kingdom or the Seuss Trolley. I love um, I love just scenic uh, sea tickets that, you know, no thrills, no drops, just something that lets you get off your feet, relax, see the park, um, something that everyone can enjoy. I think parks need way, way more of those kind of things. Absolutely. And I believe that park is built into like an old limestone quarry. Mm -hmm. So there's... Yeah. Um, some scenic thing yeah. to actually you know witness so this will be great yeah um they're adding a bunch of new dc theming to some existing rides uh supergirl green lantern poison ivy all lending their names to some existing attractions uh so that dc universe area is blowing up for sure and then uh going back to my original home park uh six flags great adventure in new jersey uh, 50 years old next year. Wow. It looks uh, <laughs> So they're getting a new Flash Vertical Velocity Boomerang a roller coaster from Vacoma. Uh, Going to go forwards and backwards at almost 60 miles an hour. And they're doing a 
big uh, revamp over at the um, the Safari. Uh, you know, this was the thing that I my one of my most distinct memories as a little kid was driving through there in our family monkeys. car and monkeys. Those monkeys were vicious. Like you did not go through there in a rag top. If you had a convertible, they would peel the top right off of your car. They were I remember you had to close your windows. It was very yes, scary. Yes. <laughs> terrifying. It was great. Um, so they are building a Savannah sunset resort and spa. So you can glamp overnight. Uh, very upscale, uh, you know, tenting but uh with um all the amenities um and uh yeah you can you can glamp and spa uh right inside the safari uh it's a 350 acre uh wildlife park and um as far as the drive-through attraction goes i've heard something about them um either adding or replacing the self-driving component um, with a like a, a tour guide um, where you're you're driven through so i'm not sure the exact details on that uh but we will definitely be seeing that savannah sunset resort coming around in 2024 a very interesting addition yeah yeah i can't wait to see that um and then uh in six flags great america and six flags st louis uh they are both getting um zamperla uh spinning swing rides um they uh go almost 75 miles an hour they soar about 172 feet in the air um and they are big nopes for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but they're going to be called the one in uh, st louis is going to be called carnival of chaos uh themed after the joker and the one at gurney illinois great america will be called sky striker um in Six Flags Over Georgia, we've talked before about the uh, water coaster uh, that Intamin is building them. And Six Flags Great America is reimagining Steamtown into a steampunk land, uh, celebrating the park's 25th anniversary next year. Um, it's going to have a uh, new, another one of those Nebula Z spinner rides um, called Steam Wheeler. And um, along with some new theming to additional uh, existing attractions. All these parks have some great deals going on right now. You can buy a pass that will include the rest of this year and all of next year, uh, including Fright Fest happening uh, at parks uh, this month. And if you want more information, sixflags.com is the place to go. All right, that is going to bring us to the end of our news in the queue. And uh, before we jump into this week's main attraction, it is time to hear a quick word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. And it's time for the main attraction. Okay, for this week's main attraction, you knew it. We have to talk about it. Halloween Horror Nights 32 is here in Orlando. 
I have not yet been, but you have. Oh my god. And so good. <laughs> article here by our columnist uh, Andy Haynes um, at attractionsmagazine.com. His personal reviews and rankings for every house and every scare zone. He did not get to see uh, any of the shows or the hordes. Um, but uh, if you want to read Andy's opinion, please uh, go to our website, uh, attractionsmagazine.com. We've also got embedded YouTube videos with walkthroughs of pretty much all the houses. Carly, I want to hear your hot takes. What was good? What was bad? What was meh? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, all of this is subjective because it is art. So, mm -hmm. you know, you hear so many different opinions. Like Andy's list is like wildly different than mine. Okay. It depends on if you are going when they are changing over scare actors, if you were going when some scare actors didn't start yet, mm -hmm. if you were in the middle of the group and don't get any jump scares, you know, there are so many factors. And for me personally, like over the season, my favorites will usually change. Mm -hmm. I went opening night and did a rip tour. And then I went back back Saturday with friends and did express and I will say this to me is like the strongest collection of houses mm. in a long time. So all but one, I was really happy with. Excellent. Uh, well, we'll get to that one. Yeah. I'll get to the one. Uh, the range, I think it's really interesting. We have the, obviously the popular IPs like Stranger Things, but also, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're really like flexing their creative muscles with the original IPs. Mm -hmm. And those are so good this year uh blood moon was one of my favorites i think this is the first time a house has been set in that colonial era i uh -huh. know they've done one earlier but i think they really went in and there is some of the most scenically beautiful work of any of the houses because you're walking through a village so it's like you're outside but inside yeah. incredible i love dr oddfellow oh my god love 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 him his house is in my top three okay uh it is like a demented circus it is so detailed you even catch him you know killing jack so it's like done via shadows ah. amazing and then he's also integrated into all the scare zones you see like a young dr Oddfellow in the mm. jungle of doom the storytelling level is just so good i will say so quick favorite houses Yes. Stranger Things. Okay. So good. <clears throat> they brought the most iconic scenes from season four to life, and I feel like they did justice to it. Dr. Now, and Andy's complaint, I believe Andy's complaint about Stranger Things is that he hasn't seen season four, and that if you go in without pre-existing knowledge of what the characters or the scenes are, they don't really stand up on their own without the context of the show yes but i could say that for any other house that is an ip if i don't watch the movie i don't really yeah. care about it um like for example the last of us i've tried watching it i couldn't mm -hmm. get into it i appreciated the house because it was real also very detailed it reminded me of like an evil dead house okay. you know that's all you really need to know okay. but with I feel like that's uh, with a lot of them. If you don't really get into, I try to watch everything before, but it's obviously impossible, mm. but stranger things, 
does service the fans if you love season four like i'm a moderate stranger things fan i don't i wouldn't say i'm like a super fan i watched season four i liked it i like the show i I have only one question about it is is there kate bush okay as long as i hear running up that hill (laughs) you will hear you will hear it that's all i care about music is a big part of it the favorite characters from that season are a big part of it uh they really did a good job with that um my other favorite dr oddfellow so good uh and blood moon just so scenically beautiful my least favorite by really 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 a lot was chucky yeah you know i am hearing that a lot i have had more than one person say that chucky is just not on the same level as everything else yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Everything else is really good this year and set the bar. And Ooh. that one just falls flat for me. It's a lot of video screens. I'm super bummed uh, because I did I bounded as Chucky for opening weekend. Oh. I, I I love Chucky. He's one of my favorite, you know, my favorite murderers. Um, but the house is just save uh, that clip. Yes. <laughs> uh it's just not good. Um yeah, and, oh, and that's when a you shame because I'm a fan of puppets. Yeah. I like the fact. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they have puppets in there. Yeah, the, when right. you you it can't hold its own to you know it's yeah. like going to like a local haunted house and then the rest of the places are just big budget movie sets. Yeah, and unfortunately yeah. Chucky just falls flat. I thought his Cabana Bay photo op was better than the house. Oof, oof. Well, you know I think he's sort of hamstrung. I I thought they did a la- a good job last year. Um, by having kind of two half haunted houses in that Fast and the Furious queue. Oh yeah. Um, but this it it it's a hard place to put a really well themed house because you always feel like you're gonna you're in the Fast and the Furious queue. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was disappointing, but it's okay because again, I still think it's one of the strongest years just because of so many strong houses. And then like you're pulling up the monsters on mass. Yeah. That was great too. It's like yeah. And the scenically again there's some really good you know really good set scenes in there uh that's a great one too it's it's a, it's a really a well done year uh i enjoyed it much more than i did last year last yeah. year was like not really one of my favorites in a while but as a whole collection the range there's a little something for everyone you know i i've had very mixed feelings even even since before covid um you know going back almost for the last five years, I've, I've had some very mixed feelings about the creative direction of uh, Horror Nights. And especially since COVID, the last few couple of years have felt very weird. Um, but it's it's good to hear that this seems like a return to form. Um, Absolutely. Seems like they've, yeah. they've found their... The one that I personally have been most looking forward to as, <clears throat> um, as an old Islands of dueling dragons uh based on the original roller coaster that was replaced by hagrid's uh did you enjoy that one did you pick fire or ice so i i did both and i got multiple endings so i was really happy because there are four different endings you can get well you pick two options obviously fire ice and then each there's two so i got two of like the main merlin's involved we'll just say Mm, um but i was able to experience it it is excellent. I love the roller coaster growing up. Mm. Uh, you get vibes of the queue because the queue on that was always so scary. 
You know, I thought yeah. it was always scarier than, you know, even when they had that kid swap in that little dungeon, like it was a creepy, creepy cue. They really brought it to life uh, with this house. It was good. I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but right above me on, on the shelf right behind me is one of the skulls that used to be <gasps> inside the queue of dueling dragons. Uh, they auc auctioned off a few of them for charity when they disassembled the ride. And uh, it's one of my favorite little props. So I, I hope that there's a tribute to that, those those walls of skulls uh, in yep. there. Can't wait to see it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about operations. You mentioned that one night you had an RIP tour and one night you had Express. I've actually seen on Facebook a lot of people complaining that they have Express and the Express wasn't Express enough, uh, that they felt like standby was going faster than Express. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know about that, but how did you I, feel that the crowds, how did you feel the wait times were on your, your first weekend? So I saw a lot of people, you know, really complaining about the Express. I didn't have any issues. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like those are also the people that show up like right in the middle of the event when it's the busiest and then just mm -hmm. expect to walk on. For me personally, I did after my rip tour, I did Express to end the night and I went on a few more, walked on instantly. When mm -hmm. I went back Saturday, I got there for opening. I did like the, you know, ceremony and then I immediately walked on to several houses with express i didn't have that issue uh i thought last year operations were a little problematic you know i i timed one night using express and sometimes i waited like 20 to 40 minutes mm -hmm. i didn't have that problem this weekend the houses were in the 100 plus minute range yeah for yeah. a good chunk of the while so if you were doing standby you will be waiting I don't know if the price increase deterred people from going because it felt just as busy as mm -hmm. it's been. Yep. I can't vouch for food because I didn't really make that a priority for me this weekend. But mm -hmm. I know a lot of people said they waited a while. Sure. But that's usually the case with food. But I thought express-wise, I, I didn't have any issues when I was trying to get into a house. I don't think I waited more than 10, 15 minutes. That's great to hear. That's great yeah. to hear. Yeah. Because, um, you know back in the day we used to say that the express weight should be 20 minutes or 25 percent of the standby weight and last year on average express was getting up to about 50 percent of standby yes um so it, it will be nice to see we've got to keep an eye on on statistics but it would be nice if they can balance that you know people are spending a lot of money on express and they don't want to uh be what you know not only only be able to get through a few haunted houses even with express um i personally am a big fan of uh stay and scream or scream early whatever you want to call it if you have an right. annual pass you're always eligible for it or you can um, buy a day ticket or a special bridge ticket um getting yourself into one of those holding areas by like four o'clock because that's when people really start lining up for them and like figuring out where that you know, two or three most important, uh, most popular houses and knocking them off first thing. There is the risk, you know, when you're one of those first people in line, when they first open the house, you might not get the full experience because sometimes it takes a little bit for the cast to kind of warm up and for everyone to be in place. So sometimes right. the very first person of the night going through gets sort of a, a half of experience. But you know, if it's that or waiting a hundred something minutes in line for for a, a house, I'll pick that 
And, Absolutely, uh, and I feel like that's good if you're not doing express. Uh, you know, yeah. last year I did one night. If you're not doing express, express, you have to do early. It's and the only if way. you want to get the most done, you have to do that. Uh, yeah. I intended to do Sane Scream on Saturday, but um, I was wasting away in Margaritaville. <laughs> and I so just you know, you have to get in by like four fifty nine, or yes. you cannot they, get in. They they cut that gate hard, yeah. and there is uh, if you are staying on property, there is a special gate over by where the blue man group used to be um but this year you do not get into any of the houses early so they'll let you into the park a little early but they're holding you there um so if you want uh to uh do stay and scream if you want to get early entry into a house you got to make sure you are through the gates well before it's actually even before five because uh, like if you have an annual pass, uh, like for with my premier pass, I've got to scan once at the front gate to get into the park. And then I've got to scan it again yep. to use the premier pass. And there's like a timer thing. You have to wait about 10 minutes between scans. Uh, I've had that happen to me. So whatever you do, just don't cut it too short. I would say make sure you're where you need to be by four o'clock, a full hour Absolutely, before. Yeah. Um, and but, then you uh, can relax with a drink, yeah, you know, yeah. figure out where you want to go. You know, last year, like the black phone, the Blumhouse was one of my favorites. So I would mm -hmm. shay off a Traz and then I could just get, you know, right in yeah. there. So it depends on if you want to hit the most popular, you want to go to what's most important to you. Just figure out what those houses are. Get there early and relax. Don't cut it close because that horde that gathers at the archway, they are very, we got in very quickly and we were pretty well towards the back of it. They were really checking people in very quickly once it opened, but you will be stuck out there. Yep. Yep. Um, I've generally found that um, the one at Finnegan's, the New York area is going to be the first one to fill up and, uh, sh and shut off and they'll start diverting you. Um, so if you want to be at the Finnegan's area uh, for the soundstage houses, definitely make that a priority. Uh, second priority is the Simpsons. Um, that one fills up a little bit later. Um, and the Richters, that's a good last resort because um, that seems to be the the least popular of the of the scream areas. Right, um, and you could like realistically bang out two to four. I think like last I, year I got four doing staying scream I, one night right away. I've, you know, I very often if uh, you start out with a soundstage house, then you head right uh, over to the the sprung houses in the back. And then work your way around. I've been able to get four and even five houses done yeah. by like seven p.m. Just hustle, uh, you know. Yeah, you have to it's really it's it's totally possible to do. Um, I have not personally had an R.I.P. tour or a uh, express pass in almost ten years. I I and I do every year. I get I do at least nine houses, and most year I'm able to do ten houses in a night without express. But you got to really, it's exhausting. It's such a long day. It's such a yeah, long day. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm actually coming back in a few weeks to do a ripped tour with my family. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see how my opinion changes. Because again, so much can happen during a season. Mm -hmm. And it might just be oh, you. It, it always evolves. It's always evolving. Yeah. The cast is is getting, uh, you know, hold of their, figuring out their scares and their timing. Um, the, you know, the uh the houses themselves are the reason people go but honestly like the first two hours the last hour you can do houses the middle of the night if you want to do a house and you don't have express or a rip tour you're going to be waiting multiple hours just for one house sometimes uh so See, what I did you prefer just to not go on houses during that time exactly so so uh 
what did you think of uh, Scare Zones? Did you have any favorite Scare Zones this year? And did you get to yes. see any of the shows or any entertainment? Uh, I didn't didn't do the shows yet. I was okay. kind of just focus, focusing on the houses, the opening week weekend. Uh, I love the Jungle of Doom. So Dr. Otello Which, is... A very obscure throwback. Because Jungle of Doom, yeah. uh, from what I remember, was the one year that they... Or one of the two years they had an Islands of Adventure. That was the... Uh, the Jurassic Park. Um, so I don't know, is it have mutated dinosaurs in it? No. Or, or it's, okay, <laughs> no. so they didn't bring those back. I have seen no. the bats hanging from the from uh, overhead as you walk through the Central yeah, Park they had area, some which stuff is pretty great. Power, Here we go, uh, Jungle Spider, of Doom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was great. And then there's a little stage in there. So you see a young Dr. Oddfellow and he's in like his adventurer's outfit. Uh, Loved okay. it. And then uh, Vamp. That was so good. There was like 60 Woodstock-esque scare actors. I love the zone. psychedelic bus that they have. Oh it's like... my God. I have <laughs> never seen a scare zone with so many people. If you stood like at the corner where the tribute store is when they all come out, you're like, when is this line ending? When is this ending? When is it ending? There was 60 scare actors in wow. that scare zone. It's amazing. Everyone looks fabulous uh those were two of the best the rest i was like eh, yeah is this scare zone you know um but those two were super strong in my opinion yeah just walking through here during the day um is great yeah and uh you mentioned the tribute store uh i don't know if we mentioned it in this article here but don't overlook that tribute store i think that the tribute store is the best tribute store that they've done so far um and the best storytelling, like it's it's got more plot in that tribute store than most haunted houses have, most rides have. Um, yeah. I'm as a fan of like the movie Creep Show and the old EC comics. Um, it just it hits the tone perfectly well. My only gripe is where on earth did Boris Schuster get a brother from? Okay, <laughs> I I nowhere. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think the captain is going to return from the grave and haunt uh, whoever is in creative now who is adding to his backstory um, <laughs> because I, Boris Schuster did not have a brother. But other than that, and thumbs up. Speaking, on the, of, on the speaking of backstory, I really love the Discovery Universal podcast, especially about the tribute store. So before you go, anyone out there, listen to the stories. Um, that's a great one because they're really just interviewing the creatives. Some of the houses, like Blood Moon, they have a dramatic telling of the story. They're a little dramatic, but I like to know everything. And also for Vamp, there is also a podcast uh. of the backstory. So enjoyable. Uh, definitely do it for the tribute store because you have to know it's four separate comic books that are based on the mm -hmm. four separate rooms. And this really does a good job of explaining it. So you will appreciate it much more. Um, you, you mentioned that you didn't really get into uh, the food and drink this year yet, but so uh, I, I ate a lot, sampled a lot okay. at the media events, so I can't speak yes. on the operation side of it, sure, but sure, I sure. can speak on um, the delicious side of it. Yes, what um, what is your your favorite taste of terror this year? What, what did you I enjoy? I really loved the uh, Last of Us ravioli. Everyone I mean, is talking about the ravioli. It comes. Okay. Let's see if we have a picture. It comes in a can straight out of the game, right? Uh, I loved it because it's a little bit more filling. I mean, some of these lines get long, so. 
to be able to eat something and then it's not just like a like you're eating air like it, it can actually yeah. fill you and you're like okay i don't need to stop again i can like really focus on the houses the sauce that was in was really good i thought they we all agree they kind of changed it up a little bit from when we did taste of terror a few weeks ago oh, okay and it was much more flavorful and delicious yeah. uh there is a coffin samosa that i believe is vegetarian or vegan it's like an okay. sort of like an african spice potato and peas that was really good uh the hellfire cake is very good as far as drinks if you liked spiked coffee drinks uh, uh i can't remember the name but there's a spiked coffee cocktail it's sweet so if you were like a black i'm a black coffee drinker so i probably wouldn't have more than one right but that was good uh i was actually really impressed with the food uh the only thing i was a little sad about is dr oddfellow's hot dog did you oh, see pictures it, of this i i feel like this is something that is designed to be instagrammed but not eaten this is like cotton candy flavored and, and bubblegum and i'm still right? upset it tastes just like a hot dog. I wanted it to be like insane flavors. It literally just tasted like a hot dog. The Funfetti really? bun looked like Funfetti, but it just tasted like a hot dog bun. The pickles were marinated in Kool-Aid, but they just tasted like pickles. So I took a bite it's a of bait it and, and switch. I was like, yes, it just tasted like a hot dog. And I was All sad. Right. I wanted to be like mortified. <laughs> you wanted to be disgusting and it was merely, yes. okay. Yeah. It was fine. All right. it, was, it was just like a, a basic, basic hot dog. Well, that's a little disappointing. Um, I yeah. personally um... am looking forward to stopping by the Dead Coconut Club. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to yet. Uh, I love right. what they did with it last year and this year. It's in 3D. It was way better than last year, I thought. I went, oh, they great. did an annual passholder preview night last yes. Thursday, which was the eve of opening. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, the band is so good that we got these doo-wop girls. They were singing yes. everything from like Hanson to old school. Uh, they did such a good job with it. Wonderful. I can't wait to check that out. I know I've got some friends who are uh, uh, might be seen as the monsters in there. Um, I know Dracula was spotted. Um, yes, I did not. Uh, yeah, it was good. I also did not get a chance to see. I was hanging around. Uh, I was there on opening night of Halloween. I just left before uh, the event started. I was looking for the Death Eaters because I was hoping that they might roam around Diagon Alley um, before uh, the nighttime hours start. And I did see some pictures that looked like they were out before five o'clock. Uh, huh. But I'm not really sure what their schedule is or exactly what the, they're doing. I, I, you know I what? Check that I, out. I did see people say that they went there and didn't find them. Uh, me personally, I went Saturday night kind of late uh -huh. because I didn't want to see them in the daylight. You know, I want to see right. them in the dark. Sure. Uh, and they looked great and they were everywhere. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I can't wait uh, to be able to check Yay. it all out for myself next week. And maybe we can compare some notes um if uh this it's like you said this is a popular year i know like the frequent fear passes uh for you know they had uh sold out of the opening couple nights of frequent fear so if you are planning on attending you want to make your plans and purchase your tickets now uh over at universalorlando.com yes and then uh express sells out in advance a lot of times oh, yeah. too so i know some people were waiting to last minute to try to get it don't do that 
Yeah. So if no. you think you want it, get it. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. And make sure that you know that buying your ticket to the event and your Express Pass or your RIP tour are completely separate things here in Orlando. Uh, if you're out in Hollywood, you it's a package ticket. But here, everything is a la carte. So don't buy Express Passes and forget to buy admission because yeah. <laughs> they won't give you a refund. They, nope, sorry. Yeah, um, it, is, it is very confusing and the rules yeah. are different in Hollywood. We can't stay in screen with our annual pass anymore. So I'm going to hopefully try to navigate all that this weekend and we'll let you know. Good, good luck and report back uh, in case yeah. I, I go out there. Maybe, maybe fingers crossed. Who knows? Um, well, before we wrap this up, let us take a quick look back uh, at some of our comments. Um, Michael Bingham is hoping that the outside of the Haunted Mansion and the store will be opening when he goes to Disneyland yes. in March of 2024. Uh, they've said that they're going to start construction in January. So March, March might be a little optimistic. Um, yes. But uh, I would say closer to the spring. When we know when the opening date for uh, Tiano's Bio Adventure will be, we'll probably also know the opening date for all the rest of that stuff. Um, um, Michael Bingham also pumped to see the tribute store. Um, enjoy, uh, it was excellent. Um, and NYs are wondering if we've seen the musical Phantom of the Opera. Of course, uh, I yeah. saw it. I saw it on Broadway when it first opened back in the eighties. Yes, I am that old. Um, <laughs> I saw the revised version on tour. I've seen that terrible movie. Uh, I've seen oh, just God. about every version of Phantom you can imagine. You? Yeah, I'm a few times on Broadway, and it is one of my least favorite musicals. I am so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. And also, the damn balcony of that theater, the La Fontaine, is like, oh, yes, yes. climb to get up it. It is just, it's not one of my the, favorites. The first time I saw that was uh, student tickets sitting in the, uh, the back row, back Oh, yeah. absolute last seat you in that balcony crawl. yeah yes. yes i would always do student rush growing up yes uh, back when you could see a broadway show for like 20 bucks yes, uh, I, miss those days. I miss those days all right well thank you to everyone who joined us for the show this week and once again of course thank you to our sponsors mei and mouse fan travel Thanks to all of you for going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and giving us a review or a rating. It really helps us out. Uh, please be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on your socials. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on X or Twitter or whatever at Carly Caramata. <laughs> you can find me and my books at theunofficialguides.com and on social at the unofficial guides and until next week we hope that you folks stay safe try something new but most importantly have fun we will see you again next time bye bye